welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Being in the health and wellness world, I have tried or have been sent so many different things over the years. Different supplements, different products, different devices, tech stuff. In this episode, I'm gonna share my favorite biohacking tool. I don't love that word, but this kind of people know what I'm talking about when I say that. Like a yeah, just a wellness device if we if you prefer that alternative. So my favorite biohacking tool, because I really want to get into why I love it so much, if I recommend the benefits, etc. I don't want to leave you waiting too much longer. So my favorite biohacking tool, I'm not sure if you can already guess it. I'll give you a moment. You've probably heard me talk about it before. It is drumroll my aura ring this has helped me in so many ways and some crazy things that it's helped me discover are my mold toxicity it's also showed me which diet and supplements have worked versus not how best to exercise when to push harder versus take it easy it helps us uh, track my cycle it confirms ovulation it shows when i'm going to get my period when i'm going to get sick so much and i've only had one small issue with it which i will definitely show more about later but i want you to know all the different benefits because for the first few months i didn't really know like how much it could provide and they have added extra things over the years to make it even better but there are other wearables just as a heads up on the market things like whoop and apple apple watches but i just think the aura ring design is much more desirable. Like I'm showing it on video now, the ring version. I love it. I have the graphite version, I'm pretty sure it's called, or charcoal. It's just like a dark metallic look because I didn't want a silver one in case I wore gold jewelry. I don't, I'm not really into the mixing and matching. I know it can be trendy, but I just prefer this dark one. I feel like it looks pretty nice. And I've had mine since I think when they started, when they launched, it was around 2018. So I had like the first generation as soon as they were available, February 2018, that's when I first ordered. And I'm sure that I heard it initially from a lecturer at college. So he um, would talk about, he was very into like fitness and things. And I think he'd been sent one or he had one. And I was like, I have to have one. And Maybe back then it was a bit more basic, just with the sleep. It's mainly for sleep, but it does so much more now and they've added to it and they will, I think, continually just keep updating it. But I just did research about Aura um, and I just trusted them more. I 
I believe that they're much lower with EMF than other things like Apple Watches. And yeah, I have so many positive things to say. And the first time I had it, it lasted just over two years. And then it, it honestly just stopped syncing. Like I would try to pair them up. So how to do that is you put on Bluetooth, it connects them and they can turn the Bluetooth right off, which is good. It doesn't have to be on all the time. If that was a concern for you. And I contacted them and it was just outside of the two year warranty. So I had to order another, but they give me a nice discount, which was good. And I, I think I went about a year without one and I thought I'd see how it goes. And I, I, you do get to know your body after a while and you, you, can start to see similar trends. And I'd done a few experiments to see what was working, but I missed it that much that in 2021, I ordered another one. And I have the third generation now, but opted out of the membership. So I personally don't have the membership. I do still think it's optional. I'm not sure because it's been a couple of years since I signed up, but I, I personally don't feel like I needed that extra information. I feel like what I already have access to is great, but within the membership, you can get Things like um, t extra education and teachings and meditations and personal more personalized recommendations. So maybe if you're wanting to learn more about health and you're a little bit newer, then it could be good for you. But at the moment, I think the offer, and this is like time sensitive, so I have spoken to Aura recently. And I think that when you, when you get the Aura ring, you do get one month free. And then it is per month around five to like six to seven dollars or pounds a month so it's definitely less than 10 pounds and dollars a month but i don't think the exact price and it might have changed but just know that you can buy the ring and just use the the basic information like i do and it's still not that basic or you can get the extra membership you'll you could just try it for the first month and see or give it a few months and then you can always cancel and aura don't sell on their website the lower generation rings anymore but I do believe you can buy pre-used ones online on like Amazon, eBay. I'm not good. I don't know anyone who's done that. So I can't comment whether that's a good idea or not, but I have heard it is an option. And I do have a link in the show notes today, a link in my Instagram bio for the Aura Ring. And this episode isn't sponsored or anything. Um, I don't get paid for this episode, but I do earn a small commission from your purchases at no extra cost to you. So if you're wanting to support me and the show and you find benefit from this episode and end up wanting to go ahead, I would be really grateful if you could use the link just so Aura know that I sent you. And yeah, I do get a little bit of a kickback from that. And I am completely honest with my result, my reviews, and I don't show products that I honestly don't personally use and love. And hopefully you know that about me now. A really helpful thing that I realize is that they send a free sizing kit. So if you don't know your ring size, then they send out this little kit and you can try them on. And the thing that I have it on is my middle finger. I think they say not to wear it on your index or your like wedding ring finger. I'm not sure if it's a difference with the blood flow. I don't think it would be that great on the little finger. So I personally think the the middle finger is good, but just double check. That's just my what I remember, but I could be completely wrong. And depending on where you're at, I did, I personally got charged and I know other clients have custom fees because they are being shipped from the US, I'm sure. But it depends on what country you're in. And it wasn't that much. I'm pretty sure it was less than 50 pounds. And 
I just think it's it's honestly worth it, but I just don't want you to be, you might not get an invoice at all, an extra fee, but I don't need to be shocked if you get an extra customs invoice through the door a few weeks later. So the benefits, so many of them, where do I start? So the first one I've already touched on is the fact that it's low EMF, electromagnetic frequencies and fields. I'm online all day, every day as it is. So I really don't want extra exposure to these harmful radiation rays whenever possible. So that's why at the gym, I will use my wireless ones for ease and so that I can work out in a more enjoyable way. But the rest of the day, when I'm on my client calls, I'm using my wired headphones because I'm not going to be sat for another eight hours with my AirPods or my wireless headphones in. It's the same with the Aura Ring. There is going to be a small amount of EMF radiation coming from it, but compared to Apple, I don't know who's done experiments, but um, even the infrared saunas that I use, I choose companies that have tested and tracked and have shown to be lower EMF than other ones who maybe are cheaper, but they don't really care and they don't really like protect you against extra harmful radiation. So it still tracks even on airplane mode. So I just keep mine on regular. I don't put it on airplane mode, but you can still, you can actually wear it on airplane mode. You would just need to turn that off and turn the Bluetooth on to sync up the data. The Aura Ring also looks at your HRV, which some other other tools and devices don't. HRV is heart rate variability, which is such a good marker to look at your recovery and the health of your nervous system. It's a recovery marker. And with this one, it's the higher, the better. So the higher the number is an optimal for going for like, I want to feel amazing and I want to know that my health is doing so good. I would say between 80 to 100 or higher. Some of my clients, it's literally like a 13 when we start working together and then it does take time. And some people are just maybe just genetically lower than others, even when they're feeling really good, but you should see that creeping up over time. So it's a really good tool to to use on your health journey to see the progress over time. Because day to day, you might not see any results, but then as you look back over last year's scores, you can see that your HRV is like double than what it was. And you can also go back and look at your trends in other things. So you can make notes on your menstrual cycle. You can look at how your exercise habits have changed over the months and over the years. You can see trends. So it might say that recently you've not been sleeping better and that is so motivating, especially to someone like myself. I need that information reflected back to me because I probably know that there's times that I'm not as into my stress management or my sleep routine. But when something notifies me and tells me, I feel like I'm a naughty school kid. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, I'll get back onto it. And then it'll just show you um, maybe the times that you're doing really well. So on your health journey, things can get really overwhelming and sometimes you forget that a few months ago you did really well and you don't really know why but then you look back and maybe you were really prioritizing your sleep going to bed earlier um you can look back over your menstrual cycle if you track that on there and you can even log like other extra symptoms so you can see what was going on and use it as a little diary at the same time on the app i forgot to say everything's kind of synced to an app so it makes it really user-friendly, and it does integrate with over 40 other apps, including Natural Cycles, Apple Health, Peloton, Strava, a ton of others. I don't think I integrate it with any others. And there is a useful blog 
on linked to the app or the website with helpful helpful guides and education because there were some markers that I wasn't really sure what it meant. So there's always like a little help option information button and you can learn very like in detail what it is and how you can improve it or decrease, increase whatever is going on. And I know that some people could feel triggered with this type of information or it could cause stress in the body. So it really depends on the person. If you feel like you have a history of orthorexia or eating disorders or overtraining or anything like that, it might not be the best fit for you, but it could also support you if you're seeing that your body's doing better with certain things and you you feel like you're a bit more in control, then that's what I'm saying. Not for everyone, but I personally don't get triggered by it and it helps me. And a few years ago, I had a chat with a practitioner friend because I was still dealing with some nervous system and histamine symptoms. And she was saying, maybe you should stop tracking things for a while. Because I was doing tests, I was tracking. And she said, just to like reduce control, trust your body more. And I did reduce the amount of lab tests that I was doing on myself. So I've taken some of that advice, but I do feel like the aura ring helps me to understand my body more. And I'm not doing it out of a place of what can I cut out or what can I change or what's wrong with me. I'm doing it from a place of self-love. Like, how can I support my body in the best way possible? So it depends on the person and perhaps where they're at in their health journey. Do you love coffee, but have been told it's bad and needs to be avoided if you're struggling with hormone imbalances like acne, PMS, and period problems? Honestly, most coffee out there should be avoided because the majority are contaminated with things like mold and pesticides which can drive inflammation and those feelings like anxiousness and jitteriness after drinking. But what if I told you there was a coffee option that tastes great, is organic and mold free, and also provides healing properties from reishi mushroom spores? Enter Organo King Coffee, my latest obsession. I didn't drink it for years because it would always wreck my sleep and leave me feeling like an anxious mess. But King Coffee does the exact opposite. Don't worry, it's not one of those fake coffee alternatives made from herbs. And if you've tried other mushroom coffee brands out there, I promise this one actually tastes good and is way better and provides so many more health benefits. If you haven't already heard of the benefits of reishi mushroom or Ganoderma, then let me give you a quick overview. It's known as the king of medicinal mushroom family due to its superpowers such as supporting healthy immune balance and being an adrenal adaptogen. This means if your immune system's overactive due to autoimmunity, or suppressed because of things like chronic infections, and you're not really sure if your cortisol levels are high or low, the ratio can help to balance things out and it promotes homeostasis within the body. It's also antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, anti-inflammatory, pretty much everything that we want from a product. Because of its potency, I'd recommend starting slowly if you're someone who's struggling with more complex chronic health issues or is sensitive. If you're thinking, why can't I just take a reishi mushroom supplement? Good question. Organo use a patented process to gently crack the inner and outer shell, offering 99% bioavailability of the reishi mushroom spores. I also explain this as being like the differences with probiotics. The regular lactobacillus, bifidobacterium options that we can all buy readily in health food shops have some benefit, but nowhere near as much as the spore-based probiotics that I use all the time with clients. Wanting to give Organo King Coffee a try for yourself? Visit vivanaturalhealth.myorganogold.com. This will all be spelled out and linked in the episode show notes and also my bio link on Instagram. 
I really hope you love it as much as I do, but now let's get back to the show. So some of the things that I pay attention to most, because there is a lot of information and some people have it more for the activity side of things. Some people have it more for the stress or the sleep. So the things that I am personally looking at heavily are the sleep. My aim for me personally, these are just my optimal scores. So if you're nowhere near this, but you're also at the start of your health journey, please don't compare yourself. But I aim to get a high 80 slash 90 sleep score every night. The Aura Ring has allowed me to find my ideal bedtime, my ideal evening routine, and this is based on a lot of trial and error. I have done this for other things like my skin before, but I have so many notes in my notes app where it's like a little tally chart. So with my skin, I was like the times that my skin was really good versus the time that my skin was breaking out a ton, I would make a note of what was going on in all areas. My skincare, what was I using exactly on both times? What was I eating? What were my daily supplements? Have I done anything new? What was my sleep like? How was I exercising? Was I eating um, chocolate? Was I drinking caffeine? Just really deep dive. And then every time it was either extreme of very clear or very broken out, I would put a tally against the same things that I noticed. I also did that with my sleep too. And everyone is different. There are general things that can help, like having an evening routine, um, making sure that you aren't on devices that's like general for everyone but for me I, I really notice random things like having a warm cup of tea in the evening really helps me even if it's a cup of tea like a regular breakfast tea with some caffeine in there for some reason maybe it's the warm drink or just because I love tea anyway and that really helps my body to relax and get good sleep scores so I, I realized that over several months of data collection and being able to see what has the biggest impact on me because some things didn't really make a huge difference and maybe took extra time and I didn't really enjoy doing them as much so with those things you can put on the back burner and try some of the other things and see what moves the needle the most for yourself with my sleep I mentioned at the start that the aura ring helped me to detect mold I did have to do further testing in my body but it was the fact that for years I had constant low REM sleep REM. So this is the rapid eye movement stage of sleep. And there were some nights that I would sleep for eight plus hours, sometimes 12 hours, but it was always a stubbornly low REM sleep score. And that really confused me. And I did a little bit more research and there was maybe some article or someone talking about how mold can affect your sleep. So even though I didn't have chronic insomnia, I still had imbalances with my sleep because I wasn't dreaming I would wake up and I'd still be tired the next day and I, I wasn't healing obviously because I wasn't getting the restoration and the detox that happens at night and then I did some experimentations and I couldn't move at the time it's not like I could, could just up and leave but I was planning on moving anyway because this was my family home and I was moving into my first apartment and I had to stay there for another six months after finding out that it definitely was mold after testing my body but in the meantime, I experimented with turning off my Wi-Fi at night because I heard that that could be connected. That can actually proliferate mold. Another reason to avoid EMFs and Bluetooth and all of that, it, it triggers and angers the mold and makes it even worse. So I did an experiment where for a week I would turn off the Wi-Fi and the improvement, I think either my REM sleep normalized during that time or it massively improved, as did my deep sleep, which wasn't a 
as big of a problem, but it still improved when I did that. So this is just a top tip. Even if you're not living in mold or don't suspect you are, please do that every night because it's just going to improve everything and you shouldn't really be needing Wi-Fi in the night anyway. So just turn it back on in the morning and that can just help your body to really have a break from some of these, um, these environmental toxins. And some clients that I know have identified that they have mold or sleep apnea through the low oxygen level testing. So it tests your oxygen as well. And they had constant low levels. And then we did a bit of investigation and yet either they had mold toxicity or sleep apnea and that was affecting their breathing rate, the respiratory system and more. So really crazy stuff. I also noticed in the past when I was reacting negatively to certain supplements and food. So when I had certain supplements or food and at one point it was citric acid in my supplements because that can be linked to mold. So when you are reactive, to, when you're dealing with mold toxicity, you just become more sensitive in general. You can develop more food intolerances, but some citric acid ingredients are derived from mold and it can just contribute to like a histamine and mast cell response. So on those days that I'd eat something too close to bedtime or it was a food that I was sensitive to, like a histamine rich food or a supplement containing some sort of herb or alcohol, that was high in histamine, my heart rate would stay elevated and it wouldn't go down in the night. It should drop at night and it would it would raise a flag. It would give me like a little notification that I wasn't recovering as well. This also still happens with stress now, getting too hot at night. And I had a bath the other night and it was a bit too hot because I had a, like a big Epsom salt bath and stayed in there a little bit too long close to bedtime. And I was just so restless all night. So actually being a little bit cooler is more beneficial for quality sleep. And when I would eat, I realized eating too close to bedtime would also affect my sleep scores. For some people, it can do the complete opposite and it could help them sleep like a baby. And I experimented with that for a while because I was waking in the night to urinate and I knew that it could be blood sugar related and at the time, it's like everyone online was like, have a bedtime snack, have a pint of ice cream before bed. And I didn't have that. I had like maybe some nuts and something else, something protein rich. But for me, it would actually make my sleep worse. And my waking in the night was actually due to more histamine and mast cell related things. So it wasn't my blood sugar at all. My blood sugar was completely fine. And just finishing my last meal about three hours before bed. So I'd go to bed at 10, finish eating half six seven at the latest was actually okay for me so it just shows there's no blanket statements where everyone needs to be doing this because i have a lot of the time been the anomaly to that and it was really interesting for me to see the time in bed result versus actual sleep time there can be a huge difference with that a lot of people think because they're going to bed at 10 waking up at six they tell me my clients that I have eight hours sleep, but it's really unlikely that you do because by the time you've fallen asleep and many of us wake up multiple times in the night unknowingly and then in, in the early hours you might be tossing and turning. So I have been in bed and even now, like regularly if I'm in bed nine and a half hours, I'm only sleeping 7.5 of those hours. And ideally we want minimum, minimum, minimum seven hours of actual sleep. I know that we're told that we want eight hours sleep, but I feel like people are talking about time in bed. 
So I think seven hours actual sleep, and you want to track this with something like an aura ring. And if that means being in bed, just based on where you're at in the moment for 12 hours, for you to get seven hours sleep, if that's doable, I would recommend doing so. The restfulness score is also useful. Back when I was in mold, it was very restful and I was waking up unknowingly multiple times. I thought I slept fine, but the aura ring told me otherwise. The rapid eye movement result now is really helpful to track because it's no longer chronically low like it was. Ideally, we want around 1.5 hours minimum every night. And this makes up between 5 and 50% of our sleep. It's important for dreaming, memory consolidation, and it's the rapid eye movement, as I mentioned before. So previously, I didn't dream at all, or I didn't think I did. And, and I realized I had a B6 deficiency and the mold toxicity was the biggest thing for me. And now I dream and I don't always remember it, but I know I'm dreaming. And that's a really good sign of health, unless it's nightmares and literally the whole night you're dreaming these intense, vivid dreams. That can be a sign of parasites and sometimes mold. It can go the other way. Either you don't dream at all or you have these crazy nightmares. And then the deep sleep score is also something that I look at. Ideally with this one, we want one to 1.5 hours again each night. This is the restoration, healing and detox time. So I always make sure that I'm getting it. I do pretty good with these and always get a minimum of one to 1.5 hours every night. So I very closely look at my sleep scores and always want to see 80 to high 90s. I think the highest I've ever got is like a 98 with my sleep. I'm still working towards getting 100. That will be my my life goal achieved. <laughs> then with activity, this is something else that I look at every day. I aim to get around 10,000 steps daily, which it shows. And it does show your estimated calorie burn based on your height, your activity, your weight. And this can be helpful if you are wanting to gain or lose weight on your health journey. And it helps me to tweak my workouts based on my recovery scores or my readiness scores. There are some days that I think I need to rest because I'm near my period or I don't, I don't think I slept well, but it actually shows that I am, I am able to and I can push myself and be able to tolerate it. So it's probably just me being lazy that day versus other times that I think I'm okay, but maybe my sleep quality wasn't as good as I thought it was or I'm starting to get sick and I don't have symptoms just yet. But if I was to work out on that day, it could actually tip me over the edge. So I want to instead have a rest day or take it a lot easier. So it's just so cool. You can also record a workout HR, heart rate um, heart rate level. But at the moment, I'm not sure if it's different with the membership, but I can only see it for running, walking and cycling, not strength training sessions. So I haven't used that personally because I don't do running, walking. Oh, running or cycling. Um, I've not tracked it yet for walking, but maybe, maybe I'll see. I don't feel like my heart rate changes that much with the type of walking that I do though. HRV, I mentioned this earlier, but this is one of the main things that I track, pay attention to. The higher, the better. And this represents the space between your heartbeats. The lower the number, the more dysregulated your nervous system is going to be. My personal ideal is above 100. The more this can make you more stress resilient, so more resilient against stress. And it can be pretty bio-individual. Because there's some practitioner friends that I know and their normal is like a 60. I think it is affected by age, trauma, physical health. But my my normal has always been above 100, which is my big flex. <laughs> there's, um, 
yeah, it shows like a max heart rate, but then you get an average HRV. So I, I love to see it around that level. And that works for my body. And then stress. This I think this is a pretty new feature, but it's the daytime stress result, which honestly, every day it says that I'm pretty much stressed all the time, even when I'm not. So I'm a little bit confused. And I've heard a few other people say the same. And it says in the report that that's pretty normal for us to be and when it says stress, it means just like you're engaged or working, which technically I am. Either I'm like out for a walk at the gym or working throughout the daytime. So maybe it is right that it's stressed, but I don't like the wording because it's it's a little bit discouraging when it's like you're stressed, but then it goes into like extreme stress mode when you actually are. But maybe it's just when your brain's on and it's working, but I prefer it to say engaged or active or something like that instead of you're stressed. 24 seven because yeah I don't look at that as much I just check in every now and again to see what's going on so that's the that's one of the features that I'm not a huge fan of um, and then there's one other small issue that I'll cover in a second but the very last thing that I look at with the aura ring is the cycle tracking I don't think it's as specific as a fertility monitor like natural cycles daisy or ovusense so if you are currently trying to conceive and really need to be mindful of your temperature or your ovulation dates, all of that. I wouldn't rely on Aura as much, but at the point now, I'm, I'm pretty much confident with cycle tracking, with checking my cervical mucus and dates pretty much line up. I know we can't rely on that 100%, but that combined with the Aura scores, I, uh, I can see pretty clearly like what's going on. But if someone's like trying to conceive, then maybe you do need... Um, do need something additional, whether it's just a regular temperature or one of those special fertility monitors that I mentioned. So you can get a period prediction date, which can be useful just as a reminder, like your period's coming up soon and your body temperature should be elevating in the second half of your cycle. And I think that that affects your readiness scores a little bit because I don't think it knows whether you're getting sick or you're inflamed or whether you are just like producing progesterone. So it does knock some of your results down a little bit, but that could make sense because technically you are a little bit more sensitive to stress in the second half of your cycle. And it will tell you sometimes what's going on with your hormones and the fluctuations during times of the month. So it'll say like, this is going on in like your energy because you're in your follicular phase. And I look at my temperature specifically and we want to see an elevation, as I said, post-ovulation. So after ovulation, we should get a spike. And that does reflect your progesterone robustness and your metabolism and all of that. So if you chronically see low levels or you're having a cycle, but you're not seeing elevations, and it can be like plus one to plus seven sometimes. Um, if you're having chronically low temperatures, it might indicate deeper problems with your thyroid or your metabolism that need resolving so i've had clients we've managed to like pick up thyroid stress based on an aura ring and then we do we do specific thyroid testing because it's not enough on its own to see for definite and then we do see that there's something going on and then we use the aura ring to to see that our treatment is working so they'll start to see the temperature rising and then maybe we do do a test a retest in a few months and confirm that with some blood work and you can log your period dates, your symptoms. So it's kind of like a an all-in-one app for me, something that I refer back to every morning. But the one small issue is, I don't know if it's my ring, 
but I feel like it happened in the other one. Some days it doesn't sync up. So I wake up in the morning and it's usually on the days that I want to see my data the most because I feel like, oh, that was a really good sleep. Let me see if I've reached a hundred score yet. Or I don't know if I slept well, let me see what's going on. Maybe I tried something new the night before a sleep supplement and I wanted to see the results. Usually on those days, it's typical that it doesn't sync up. So I turn on my Bluetooth, I turn on my ring, I go onto the app and then it just says like, not connected. And that's pretty frustrating. It doesn't happen. I'd say like once or once a week that'll happen. And technically the battery life it says is up to seven days, but I'm pretty sure I charge mine every like four days. I don't know if, it, if I'm on it a little bit more than the average person, but just, yeah, maybe bear that in mind. And some nights, if I don't charge it in the day and it's running out of battery, some sometimes in the middle of the night, it runs out of charge and then it doesn't sync up as well. So overall, two very small critiques with the Aura Ring, but I would in general highly recommend getting one if you feel like you would be a good candidate and you're interested in tracking some of these things for your health. Let me know on Instagram if you love your Aura Ring or you end up getting one. I would love to see that. Tag me in a post if you love this episode. I'm at Viva Natural Health on Instagram. And let me know if you wanted to do little reviews of other products. Because like I said, I've tried a few things that I really don't like that are quite common, a few things that I absolutely love. So let me know and I will record whatever episode you're wanting from 2024. I'm loving these solo episodes. I hope you are as well. And I'm wishing you an amazing rest of your day, whatever you're up to. See you back here next week for another episode. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app, as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one consultation packages if you want my top-level support, then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.